DiscerningHearts.com presents The Life of St. Benedict with Father Mauritius Fildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Europe. He's the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with the Little Prince, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius serves as the prior of St. Anselmo's in Rome, The Life of St. Benedict. With Father Mauritius Fildi, I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Father Mauritius, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Chris. Let's continue this discussion we began on the life of St. Benedict. And this particular discussion will lead us to the role of his mother. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, we learned something about his mother about St. Benedict's mother. Uh, as we recall, um, Benedict went from Norcia to Rome, started his studies, but found out, this is not what I want to do. This is not what God calls me to do. It was actually the will of his dad to study in Rome, but he left very courageously these studies. He stopped with the studies. He left the city and the story continues. When Benedict abandoned his studies to go into solitude, he was accompanied only by his nurse, who loved him dearly. As they were passing through Affile, a number of devout men invited them to stay there and provided them with lodging near the church of St. Peter. One day, after asking her neighbors to lend her a tray for cleaning wheat. The nurse happened to leave it on the edge of the table, and when she came back, found it had slipped off and broken in two. The poor woman burst into tears. She had just borrowed this tray, and now it was ruined. Benedict, who had always been a devout and thoughtful boy, felt sorry for his nurse when he saw her weeping. Quietly picking up both the pieces, he knelt down by himself and prayed earnestly to God, even to the point of tears. No sooner had he finished his prayer than he noticed that the two pieces were joined together again, without even a mark to show where the tray had been broken. Hurrying back at once, he cheerfully reassured his nurse and handed her the tray in perfect condition. News of the miracle spread to all the country around Aphile and stirred up so much admiration among the people that they hung the tray at the entrance of their church. Ever since, Ever since then, it has been a reminder to all of the great holiness Benedict had acquired at the very outset of his monastic life. The tray remained there many years for everyone to see, and it is still hanging over the doorway of the church in these days of the Lombard power. Benedict, however, preferred to suffer ill-treatment from the world rather than enjoy its praises. He wanted to spend himself laboring for God, 
not to be honored by the applause of men. So he stole away secretly from his nurse and fled to a lonely wilderness about 35 miles from Rome called Subiaco. A stream of cold, clear water running through the region broadens out at this point to form a lake, then flows off and continues on its course. On his way, on his way there, Benedict met a monk named Romanus, who asked him where he was going. After discovering the young man's purpose, Romanus kept it secret and even helped him carry it out by clothing him with a monastic habit and supplying his needs as well as he could. Chris, you ask, what about Benedict's mother? To be honest, we don't know anything about her. If we just, as we just heard, we only know about his nurse. Mm -hmm. It was probably common for affluent people to have not to educate their children uh, themselves, but to have nurses and, and teachers. And so, so what happened here was that Benedict, as he went away from Rome, from the city, his nurse still followed him. Probably the nurse knew that he would need some support, so he was not totally alone when he went from away from Rome to Affile. And then we see this wonderful scene uh, where St. Benedict prayed hard and then the sieve, the tray, was whole again. But interesting, Benedict was not really satisfied with this miracle. <laughs> At least he was not satisfied with the praise he got from all these people. Our focus here is on the mother's side. The tray, the sieve, is kind of a feminine symbol, something motherly. And the motherly here, this motherly part breaks. So as we have seen Benedict kind of breaking off from his father's side, now the same happens with kind of the motherly side. He goes away from this nurse. He does not want to continue to live with this nurse anymore. He wants, in a way, to get detached from his mother or his motherly, the motherly persons in his family. What happens here is very typical still today. The boy tries spontaneously to substitute for his nurse or for his mother. The mother, the nurse, did something wrong. She broke the sieve and the boy fixes it. This is something we can see very, very often. Because children love their parents, when they see their parents making mistakes, they try to fix the mistakes. This is okay to a certain degree. But from a certain point on, as children, we have to realize that this is not our call to fix what our parents broke. If we continue to do this, we never will find our own 
call and vocation, but instead live the life of our parents. This has, happens very often. I myself have experienced it. I remember that we did a lot of music in our family, in our house, so I played the cello, and my father, my brother, they played the piano. There was always music in the house. And to our house there was attached another house, and this family who lived there, they didn't like music at all. So there was a steady conflict between these two families. And I see myself, maybe I was eight years at that point, going to this family, uh, uh, ringing the bell, and here's, here am I, this boy, and saying, oh, Mr. Wichmann, that was, was their name, uh, please, can we, can we, can't we make peace? So I was begging for peace. When I think about this today, it feels strange, because it was really not my job to negotiate with this family. It would have been the job of my parents. Mm-hmm. But this is how, how children are. They are just wonderful. They, they are still not far from the womb of God, so they have this holiness. And whatever they touch becomes holy. <laughs> whatever they touch becomes good. This is why parents love their children, because they bring holiness to the families. But if parents start to use this for their own purposes, or maybe, maybe even if they do it unconsciously, in the long run, this is dangerous. I think, for example, about many single parents. And what I now say I really want to say it very carefully because that is a hard job to be a single parent. Oh my goodness, I really pray for them and and admire how they manage to be father and mother at the same time. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it happens that those parents take the child as a kind of substitute partner. They speak with the child like with a partner, but that is not right. That is not right. That's a kind of abuse of the children. And something similar I see here in St. Benedict's life. He was full of God, but he figured, hmm, I shouldn't stay in the presence of this my foster mother at the moment. I should really go away. And then something really interesting happens. He not just, he just, He not just goes away because this is not possible with mothers and nurses. And here we have the difference to the father's side. Whereas fathers archetypically um, are happy if the son and the daughter goes out into the world and finds his way, they kind of encourage them through a conflict or through a co- encouragement. But in a way, they are happy to see them go. This is totally different for women. And mothers, and it has to be. Mothers cannot so easily let their children go. And again, I'm only speaking archetypically. You know, there are fathers who are more motherly and mothers mm-hmm. who are more fatherly. Sure. So, um, why is this? Because it is the job of, a, of the mother to take care of the children. Think about when the child is born, it leaves your womb. But you take it again right away <laughs> to to nurse it. So the mother, mother's experience is you have to keep 
your child to yourself as close as possible, otherwise it won't survive. This is what mothers learn in the very beginning. So for a mother it's sheer impossible to let the children go. That's not the whole truth, but it's it's really difficult for mothers. You, In a way, you cannot expect that mothers let their children go. You cannot expect. It's not fair to them. So what do the children have to do? They have to sneak out of the house. And this is exactly what St. Benedict did here. We read in Latin, he went away occulte fugiens. That means he stole away secretly. He stole away. He didn't want to make her nurse his nurse sad you know she he didn't want to confront her with this thing he he by sneaking away and stealing away he wanted to say i still love you <laughs> it's not because of you it's because of my journey i have i have to do we'll return to the life of saint benedict with father mauritius fildi in just a moment did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app where you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Monsignor John S. of Deacon James Keating, Father Donald Haggerty, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more. They're all available on the free Discerning Hearts app. Over 3,000 spiritual formation programs and prayers, all available to you with no hidden fees or subscriptions. Did you also know that you can listen to Discerning Hearts programming wherever you download your favorite podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, even on Audible, as well as numerous other worldwide podcast streaming platforms. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has a YouTube channel? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts Catholic podcasts dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. In the Holy Rule, St. Benedict, you have said, Listen, O my son, to the precepts of the Master, and incline the ear of your heart, and cheerfully receive and faithfully execute the admonitions of your loving Father, that by the toil of obedience you may return to him from whom by the sloth of disobedience you have gone away. To you, therefore, my speech is now directed, who, giving up your own will, Take up the strong and most excellent arms of obedience to do battle for Christ the Lord, the true King. O Holy Father St. Benedict, pray for us. Amen. An easy way to help discerning hearts is to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our Instagram and Facebook pages are vibrant spaces where you can engage with daily inspirational quotes from the saints, streaming DH broadcast encounters, and updates about our latest offerings. On our YouTube channel, you'll find a treasure trove of video podcasts, interviews, guided meditations and prayers, and reflections from renowned spiritual leaders. These resources are carefully curated to provide guidance, wisdom, and insights that can help you discern life's challenges with a sense of purpose and peace. By subscribing, following, and engaging with Discerning Hearts on these platforms, you're not only enriching your own spiritual journey, but also helping to spread awareness of our mission. Every like, share, and comment helps us reach more people who are seeking meaningful growth and connection. So, please take a moment to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, and then share with a friend. 
Join the Discerning Hearts community and embark on a transformative spiritual journey alongside fellow seekers. Your engagement not only benefits you, but also contributes to the growth and impact of Discerning Hearts. We now return to The Life of St. Benedict with Father Mauritius Fildi. It is interesting in this response of his that in the first episode we spoke of the detachment from the Father and what the Father was providing to this detachment now from the maternal nurturing figure. And, I mean, when we look at her, it's women, whether you're the actual birth mother of the child or the one who has taken charge. I mean, there are so many Mm -hmm. women who, you know, through either adoption or just that response of the maternal nurturing to give love, to, you know, to provide that haven, Mm -hmm. uh, that source of refuge and love. Yes. And to help it grow. So you, you experience that maybe you're a woman in a neighborhood or maybe you're, at, of course, in the religious communities that you want to help someone grow, but then you have to be able to, to detach yourself from that so that what you've nurtured can take the life that it was intended and not one that you've mm-hmm. fashioned. Mm-hmm. And... This nurse, oh, I, here is Benedict breaking away, but not completely, because he takes his nurse with him, whether it was for her good to make sure she was okay, or maybe for his good, but who knows, he has to struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And I, it took prayer. Mm-hmm. It took, mm-hmm. again, going mm-hmm. and finding that solitude. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it is It is wonderful if... Uh, mothers, foster mothers are able to let their children go, but it is hard and we shouldn't blame them for this. What I see here in the story is it is the task of the child to go away. You cannot expect from your mother that she says, there's something not right if you expect this from your mother. You have to stand on your own feet and say, okay, and you have to pray and to really hear, you know, there's somebody greater who's calling me to leave this comfortable <laughs> place. You know, it's a wonderful place to be with a mother because she really takes care of everything or at least the most important things. So it's not easy to get away from the mother. It's more difficult than to get away from the father. And here we can see again kind of spiritual um, law that as St. Benedict progresses on his journey, it becomes more and more difficult. So that from step to step, it becomes more difficult for Benedict to get detached. In a way, it's more difficult to get away from your mother's side, from her nurturing and caring and protecting influence, uh, than to get away from the father. But again, it is necessary in order to find your call. And it is so beautiful to see here in St. Benedict's story that whatever you would let go, you will receive it. As Jesus said, if you 
let go. If you go away from father, mother, house, land, you will receive it later on. And the same happens here with St. Benedict. When he goes away from his mother, where does he end up? In Subiaco. And the way how Gregory the Great uh, describes Subiaco is so beautiful. You have this lake. This is kind of, again, a a female or maternal image. You know, they have this, you have this lake. So you have water and there are running streams. So this kind of being taken care of is still there. And he meets Romanus, his mentor, you could say his novice master. Here you have the fatherly figure. So although he had, let, had to let go his father and his father's side, um, God provided for a father. So this is the message. God provides in the same way as, as he has chosen your father, your mother, your earthly father and mother, he will choose for you all you need on the motherly and on the fatherly side. He will, he will uh, provide for that. And for example, if you later on choose a spouse, a spouse in a way is also a mother or a father. Shouldn't be too much <laughs> father or mother, mm -hmm. but in a way. So God really provides. And this is what Benedict wants to experience. He could stay in the hotel mama forever, <laughs> mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to. And he hears in prayer that he shouldn't. Now, here are some important paradigms, I think, that first in what you've been uh, helping us to see is that for Benedict, it was, again, a response from his prayer that was calling him, and he was responding to that. So that's where the detachment comes. I think in modern culture now, especially in the West, mm -hmm. we really have this sense that there we put age limits where 18, you should be going off, or at 21, you should be at this point, or whatever, even 27, at mm -hmm. whatever the age, which is a false marker when in actuality what we should be is where what there's a, a maturity in relationship with God for the child, he will know what the response is. So we see that in other cultures outside of the West where families, I mean, you may have families that stay together for, or at least in close proximity for quite a time because they're responding to whatever that is. And then in other cases, you have some that are called to different. It's just whatever the, the, that particular person is fashioned to be. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, the the spiritual journey means that you that you become free from all these outside expectations and as you said in the past you had to leave the uh, the home of the parents as soon as possible uh, nowadays we probably have maybe we have the opposite and this has more economic reasons um so that um Children stay, young adults stay with their parents for a long period of time because they cannot make their own living or whatever reasons are around. Recently, I've heard often that 
uh, even families, young families, uh, come back to their parents' home and 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 uh, live together again with, so to speak, the grand generation of the grandparents. Mm -hmm. This all is possible. This all is wonderful as long it is a response to a deeper call. And if not, you get into trouble. Because if not, you don't find the balance between detachment and attachment. It's not a problem to live together in one house with three generations or four generations. But this only works if you are really detached. So we are talking about an inner process. It's not so, it's not, so not so much about how many miles you are away. It's an inner process. It's the question if your heart is detached from your parents, if your heart has grown mature together with God, if your heart is settled with God, if your heart knows what your path is, if so, It doesn't matter if you leave your parents' house when you are 20 or 30 or 40. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But it is, an, it is an inner journey. And this is what we can learn here with St. Benedict. In prayer, he experienced the moment when he should leave. And leaving wouldn't mean breaking up with his parents, but, but becoming free and independent and more attached to God in his call than to his earthly parents. Yeah, we see that, that need continually for a detachment from societal expectations and many other things that influence and can cause that, that disharmony within the, the core of that community that God is either called together to nurture. We go back to the nurturing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there have been many saints who have had a need to detach and the mothers needed to let go to a certain point, whether it was St. Monica with St. Augustine in, in that trust. But even more recently, I, I'm thinking of uh, whether it was Blessed Elizabeth of the Trinity, the Carmelite would enter the community and her mother you know, really opposed that, even mm -hmm. though it was just up on the hill. She didn't want to let go of her daughter because she mm -hmm. had expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, Edith Stein, Teresa mm -hmm. Benedict of the Cross. Mm -hmm. I mean, her in dealing with issues with her mother, it, there's a, you get to a point where you can continue to love. And we talked about this in the, in the, uh, in the case of the father as well that the mother's detachment, what is it, the open hand instead of the closed hand, mm -hmm. the open mm -hmm. hand where if the, if the young bird needs to land, it has a place, mm -hmm. but it doesn't hold on to, mm -hmm. to because they, it, you're mm -hmm. just responding to that need to be um, mm -hmm. available. Mm -hmm. A way to find out if you have reached a, a good stage of detachment is kind of test. Think about your own mother or father. Mm, what kind of feelings do you have? Or maybe you, you, you get back to your, you have a family reunion, you get back to your parents' home. How do you feel? What kind of feeling do you sense? If there is something like, maybe after a time at least, something like, I feel annoyed a little bit. 
this can be a sign that um, it's good to reestablish a, a certain distance. Um, if if you are fully detached, actually, it shouldn't matter anymore. Then you are just at peace. You accept your parents as they are, and they you cannot change them. You cannot expect that they accept you as you are. You can expect it, but this is their responsibility. But as children, a test is, and I must say, it took me years and years and years. This is nothing here in the St. Benedict's life. It seems that at an instant moment uh, this detachment happened I think the reality is that this is a process that takes years and even as I said even if your parents have died already you can still be bound to them in an unhealthy way and still be attached so then I would recommend go to the grave pray try to talk with your mother with your father to converse with them in the Spirit of Christ, together with God. And that will help you to find the right relationship, how it was with your parents, how it was designed by God himself. Final thoughts on this particular discussion? Yeah, I would like again to send greetings to my mother. Mm. <laughs> And I'm very thankful for her nurturing for the way how she is and wish him wish her many many healthy years and my thoughts also go out to all um, people who haven't had a mother or didn't get to know her mother and i wish them that god together with the mother of god with mary they may find what they missed Thank you so much, Father Mauritius. You are very welcome. You've been listening to The Life of St. Benedict with Father Mauritius Feldy. To hear and or to download this program, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. And most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for The Life of St. Benedict with Father Mauritius Fildee.